Well, hello, everyone. My name is Brian Ballantyne, one of the podcast members here at Connected by Community, brought to you by Ballantyne Capital Advisors. I just want to take a moment and thank everyone for listening, sharing, liking uh, our podcast, and allowing us to share with you more about our community. And I want to take a special moment to thank our sponsors for allowing us to partner with them and continue to bring you these nonprofits, uh, community interest, business leaders in our community and what they're doing for and in our community. I'd ask you to check them out. They allow us to continue to bring this to you. And if you or someone you know would like to know more about becoming one of those partners with us, check out our website, connectedbycommunity.org. There you'll find a sponsorship tab, and we can get you more information on that. Until we see you next time, go out and make our community great. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Connected by Community, brought to you by Ballantine Capital Advisors. My name is Cameron, and with me today is my lovely co-worker, Anthony, and we're excited to talk about uh, retirement planning, 401ks, qualified plans, and uh, kind of everything in between. So thanks for joining us. Oh, well, it's kind of weird sitting on this side of the table. I'm usually sitting right next to you. I know. See, I don't think you'd be as a guest. <laughs> we're just going to go back and forth. We'll make it work. Well, I guess tell us about uh, you know what you do for a living, obviously, and uh, maybe some goals that you have for this year coming up. Yeah, so a lot of people probably know I'm a wealth advisor and the chief operating officer at Ballantine Capital Advisors, who uh, sponsors Connected by Community. Um, I've been in the industry for about 15 years. Um, originally from Philadelphia, as you could probably tell. No, nah, I couldn't tell. I thought you were from, <laughs> from South Carolina. Come on now. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Uh, moved down here with my family about three years ago. Uh, we we definitely think of South Carolina as home. We, we, we love it here. Uh, wouldn't... Uh, want to be anywhere else. Um, we have two little girls, uh, Deanna and Selena, um, that keep us up at night. <laughs> yeah, you uh, definitely- Four-year-old and a two-year-old, so we are uh, we are very tired parents. <laughs> yeah, you definitely win the the coffee drinker of the of the office award for sure, yeah, so- I'm, I'm about four or five cups a day. <laughs> <laughs> well, excited to uh, to kind of jump into this year. Obviously, we're, we're starting out the new year, 2023, and, uh, you know, a lot of business owners and, and people in business in general are looking for, you know, ways to either help their employees uh, make more money, invest money, uh, save on some taxes for themselves. So I guess let's jump into that. Yeah and uh, kind of talk about, you know, the world that you came from. Yeah, that, that's great. I, I, originally, I came from a firm out in Philadelphia that that was an ERISA attorney that did uh, third-party administrating and record-keeping for 401k plans. This is a perfect time for small business owners to start planning for 2023. Uh, if they don't have a retirement plan, let's start planning that now um, and trying to get that up and running. And, and it don't have to be a 401k plan. There's other there's other tools like uh, a simple IRA or if you're self-employed doing a, a SEP IRA. Uh, but I think today we're going to talk a lot about 401ks uh, and re- qualified plans because that's what the industry knows and that's what people sort of, when they're thinking about putting money away, that's what usually they're thinking about is inside their 401k. And we, we tend to see that a lot uh, in our in, doing what we do with our with our clients. Um, even if you have a 401k today, uh, right now for your participant, for your employees, um, it's always good or in the beginning of the year to start thinking about, is there any enhancements that I need to make to the plan? Is there any changes that I need to make, make to the plan? Or is there any law changes that I need to worry about? 
Um, so this is the perfect time to start planning that out as a business owner. A lot of business owners don't think about that, uh, these type of things. Uh, so I think it's very important to find the right financial professional that can help guide them. And, uh, and a lot of times what we see is um, a lot of financial professionals don't specialize in 401k planning or, or retirement planning. And they sort of just do the plan because the the client asked, right? I mean, the client's the business owner, and now they're ready to start a 401k, and they just sort of just dabble in the space a little bit. So I think it's very important to hire a professional that specializes in this area. Yeah, and uh, get, doing a little bit of dabbling can get you in trouble, especially if you're the, the business owner. So I guess first, let's jump into, I know we're going to talk a little bit about all the plans, but 401ks, like you said, are kind of the, you know, the main bread and butter for business owners, it seems like. I guess, what are some advantages for the business owners of even setting one up? And then I guess after that, we'll kind of get into the, the nitty gritty of, of things. Yeah. Well, the number one advantage is taxes, right? Being able to defer some taxes. Um, be uh, Also, the government, if you don't have a, a, a retirement retirement plan today, will also give you a tax credit for starting one. Um just to start a retirement plan, you can cut your cost basically in half. Um, that's the maximum you're allowed on the first three years. So the government's basically saying, hey, we want you to start a 401k. We want uh, people to start saving for retirement because as we see people coming in, they don't typically <laughs> save enough. No. Um, so having a 401k and offering that to participants or, or employees um, is pretty important. Yeah, no, I agree for sure. And then I guess one thing that I want to hit on too, and this is maybe on the HR kind of human dynamic side is, hey, if you're an employee and you're going to look for a new job in this competitive job market, you're going to be looking for benefits, right? It's not just, hey, how much can you pay me? It's, do you have health insurance? Do you have a 401k? Are you matching in the 401k? You know, and I think one thing that a lot of business owners maybe overlook that I think we do, or you do a fantastic job with, are they getting educated, right? If you if you have a 401k, that's fantastic. But if you have no clue what you're doing in that space and your employer is not helping you educate and, and maybe their financial professional isn't coming in, that could be a big problem, right? You could make a huge mistake um, and you could be investing in, in the wrong thing. So I guess, can you speak on that a little bit and how important the education portion is? Oh, it's it's really important. And you're starting to see it a lot, a lot more in that space. And, and I I think they use the word financial wellness, right? Is there a financial wellness to help me not just with my 401k, but is there someone I could talk to about budgeting? Is there someone that I could talk to about 529s and, and saving for college? It's it's not just the 401k. Uh, I think a lot of uh, a lot of employees are looking for that financial wellness, and it's it's a great value add if you if you hire a financial professional that one understands the 401k, but also does the financial wellness uh, as well that will come into your office, uh, do quarterly presentations or, or, or even just be available to your participants to take phone calls and have them ask any question they want. Yeah. So, folks, you heard it here first. If you're not having a financial professional that works with your 401k coming in, helping, educating your employees, give us a call. It's a problem, and it's something that we can help out on. So I just want to make sure that's known. Uh, it's a big, big ordeal, uh, especially for for the employees themselves. Um, so a big one, and this is on the the business owner. 
are you liable? What what am I liable for? Because I think one of the misconceptions is, you know, I'll just hire a, you know, Billy Bob down the street. He does my, um, you know, my record keeping and all that good stuff. You know, it, it's no big deal. He'll set it up. It'll go through my payroll. Boom, I'm good to go. Never going to think about it again, right? It's not the truth. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of different dynamics that go on that can either make you liable or take some of that fiduciary liability away. So can you talk about that? How important is that? And if you don't know, you know, if you're liable, how can you figure that out and maybe get a second opinion? Yeah, no, that's a that's a great uh, uh, great question. Yes, they are liable, right? Um, you're starting a, a, a benefit for your employees. So you, you do, and the buzzword is have fiduciary responsibility. Um, and that fiduciary responsibility, one, is understanding the plan, right? Understanding the plan design, understanding the details inside the plan. Two, understanding reasonable fees. Um, and we could jump into what reasonable fees mean. Because that's, that's literally the language, reasonable fees. There, so one of the questions no, is, what is reasonable, right? <laughs> <laughs> and we'll jump into that. Uh, and um, benchmarking. Uh, a lot of people don't do that. A lot, Like you said, a lot of people just, hey, I start, I start a plan, I set it and forget it. Um, you're, you're technically every two years should be going out benchmarking your plan against your peers, against similar plan sizes um, to make sure, one, you are playing reasonable fees. Um, and, and two, are, are your participants contributing um, compared to other plans? Uh, what could we do to get them to uh, contribute more, um, like financial wellness and just education? So uh, to answer the question, yes, you have fiduciary responsibility, uh, but that's not to scare you because there are ways to um, delegate that responsibility. And one of them is called a, a 338 fiduciary. Um, really what that means, and at Ballantyne, we act as a 338 fiduciary. Um, really what that means is you're taking the investment portion and basically delegating to someone else allowing them to take on that um, investment um, education with your participants, but also allowing them to change investments throughout throughout the plan. Um, you're basically delegating all that investment part to a, a, to a third party. And, and a lot of times, uh, financial advisors um, don't act as the 338. You don't really see that a lot. They might outsource that portion of it and you're paying a financial advisor and a 338 but a lot of times there are not financial professionals out there that will put the fiduciary responsibility on that and i think that that's something to hone in on a little bit is um and, and you mentioned it's a buzzword right fiduciary fiduciary liability etc but i think what happens a lot of time is you know maybe they're working with like you said an advisor that doesn't necessarily specialize in in 401k plans or etc and they're like you know hey i trust this guy with my personal money but um you know he, he's gonna help me out on the on the 401k you know i trust him no big deal and they don't read the fine print that says hey i am not a fiduciary in this plan or, you know, maybe it covers it up a little bit more secretively than that, which could be an issue. So I think that's one thing that, a lot, that I mean, we've seen reviewing plans, right? You talk to a business owner, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, you know, Billy handles that down the road. No big deal. I don't have to worry about it. And it's like, well, you know, if you read right here, actually, he doesn't. It says it in fine print. So I think that's an issue is people assuming that when it's not always the case. I would assume, you know, I think that we see it. It's more on the other way. Most people are not having that that responsibility delegated. Yeah. You know, Arissa, who who looks over 401k plans and are sort of the legal body, um, really want to know that you have a process in place. Um, 
and, and are following that process. And, and that's really your fiduciary responsibility. And that's why I say benchmark your plan every two years, um, because it's a process. Um, you're, you're exactly right. And, and I'm going to give an example, um, and I'm not going to use anyone's names or anything. Um, late last year, I had someone ask me, um, could you look over this 401k plan that a friend of mine is about to sign up for? And he was a business owner. Um, and he was using a friend as a financial professional. Um, could you just, I don't think he'll do business with you, but could you just point out some things for me since I know you, you're in that space? And I said, absolutely, I'll, I'll help out. And he was using a, a payroll provider. And, pay, you know, payroll providers are good at what they do, right? Payroll. Um, I wouldn't hire an electrician to do my plumbing, right? So, um I took a look at it and I asked for some documents. Um, really, I needed the fee disclosure to take a look at what they're paying in fees and, and what it says, and really what he was, what was the proposal? What what was he pitched? Was he just pitched the payroll provider or did he, did the financial professional go out and take a look at what are the fees for, for all, all, uh, all players? And it was interesting. Um, I, I looked at the proposal and it was all payroll providers on the proposal. Um, all he was pitching was payroll providers. He didn't go out and say, uh, take a look at uh, Empower, which is a big uh, third-party administrator or, or someone like that. It was just strictly payroll providers. Um, so I found that interesting. Um, and then I started reading the fee disclosure. And inside the fee disclosure, it, payroll providers make it look very cheap. Um, and sometimes cheap's not not the way to go. They're getting paid somewhere else. And in the fee disclosure, you, you kind of start saying, hey, if you added this, we don't do it. So if you added a 338, you could use XYZ for the 338, and they're going to pay us a portion of their fee. So they're f- sharing in revenue, um, which is a big... Conflict of interest. Conflict of interest, because they are not recommending the best for you, right? So... They're recommending based on what they get paid on. Um, so that that was very eye-opening. But then in the very bottom, I, I asked, do you know who the fiduciary is of the plan? And and the gentleman didn't know, and he thought it was going to be this payroll provider. <laughs> and I said, I just want you to read this sentence. And basically it's stated in the, in the fee disclosure, we are not the fiduciary of the plan. So it's very eye-opening. Um, ERISA really wants in the agreement to say we are acting as a 338 fiduciary or we are acting as a 316 fiduciary. So it has to say it in the in the agreement. Yeah, uh, a good old boy's handshake is not not doing it for you. And I guess not to scare people, but what does that look like if if you know you get a lawsuit from an employee or or you know they say that hey I didn't understand this disclosure I didn't understand this investment that I made I mean you could go to court right I mean there's there's big issues around that yeah a lot of times what's going to happen is you know the owner is going to go to the financial professional and say hey you told me you were a fiduciary what do I do um, and, and they're going to find out pretty quick that they're liable um, because they're the fiduciary and then and there was no delegation. Right. Um, to delegate, you got to have it in writing and it's got to be in an agreement. Um, so, yes, you're right. There, you can go to court. And, and right now, I, I, there's a lot of 
a lot of the lawsuits come to come from investing because part uh, employees aren't educated on how to invest. So when you're in times like we're in today, where the market is sort of a little more volatile, um, people people get a little mad. Hey, I'm losing money. Yeah. Um, so there's not that education part. Um, so when you don't have a 338 fiduciary, you're you're responsible to understand those investments and educate your your staff on those investments. So when you don't have the right financial professional, it could be um, it could be very dangerous. And, and right now, there's a lawsuit out there with uh, you know fidelity on target date funds um, might not be suitable for for participants. So it's it's not. You don't think it's going to happen to you, but a firm like Fidelity being sued right now is kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you see TDF 2035 and 2040 and 24. I mean, it's just keeps going down the list and all they're doing is changing the stock bond allocation for the most part. Um, So I guess a second point that, you know, I wanted to make there is if you don't know if you're a fiduciary, there's a good chance you are. And if you do know or you think, you know, you need to go read the fine print because there could be an issue there. Um, so that's that's something that, you know, I want to hit on because that that is a big ordeal, which leads me into the to one of the third points that I want to make is you hear a lot of people. They're like, oh, you know, I don't want to benchmark. I don't want to, you know, seek a second opinion because it's so much work. I'm here to run a business. I want to make money. Can you talk through what even is benchmarking? You mentioned it earlier. You don't need that many documents to go out there and, and have a, prof- a financial professional like yourself, you know, kind of benchmark it to other plans. So I guess, can you take that that cobweb away that thinks, I don't have time for this. I don't want to do it. It's a lot of I work. I really just need two forms. It's it's called the 408B2, which is the fee disclosure form that's supposed to spell out all your fees, and then just a list of your investments. Um, and that's it. That, that, that's really all I need. And, and at Ballantyne, we do give a free uh, a benchmark. Um, so it there's it will probably take me ten minutes to really dive in and take a look and and see um, what's wrong with the plan and and run a quick report uh, benchmarking report to really take a look at it. And it's going to be t- fifteen minutes of your time and me explaining it. And and there's no obligation, right? I mean. You could take what I what my findings are. You might not have anything wrong, and I'll give you a pat on the back, and I say, here, take this report, file it, do it every two years. That's what you're supposed to do. There's your collateral There's your, if ERISA comes. And if there are some things that you can enhance, you could take it to your financial professional and do it, or you could say, hey, I, I would rather – a higher Ballantyne Capital Advisors to help me out uh, in the long run. Yeah. And I mean, logically for us, right, it makes sense. Hey, 15 minutes of your time to get something checked out that could, you know, help you potentially avoid, you know, annoyed uh, employees, court, uh, and all of the headaches. I mean, it, it just makes sense, right? And then you, like you mentioned before, you're you're supposed to do it every two years, right? I mean, that's your duty because it also shows what are reasonable fees, how is my plan, you know, compared to my peers. Um, so it just, it makes sense, right? right. Um, so I think that's one thing that, you know, out of the other three points that I wanted to hit on is just you take the time to, to look into that, right? You started this, um, you know, and it's it's obviously benefiting you and your employees, but you want to make sure that you're not just putting it to the wayside and saying, yeah, you set it and forget it kind of thing. Yeah, and the set it forget is also... What, what do my employees want, right? So for plans that already have a 401k out there, is there a way to enhance it? Is there is there a way to add financial wellness to to your employees? Have you asked your employees, is there something else that you, you'd like to learn about? Um, it's not just, hey, I have a 401k, this is what I offer. And I think a lot of times as business owners, right, you're so busy running the business. Um, so why not hire a professional 
that will be able to, to take all that off of you, uh, be the fiduciary and, and help you uh, with all that other uh, ancillary things. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, I guess we hit a lot on 401ks. Maybe a quick ender is, you know, you mentioned before simple IRA, SEPs, et cetera, for maybe you're a little bit smaller, or maybe it makes a little bit more sense. Uh, can you hit on those just for, you know, a minute or two? Yeah. So for, for SEP, if you're self-employed, you have, you have the option to do what is considered a solo 401k. Um, uh, but you have to have, um, you have to be willing to, one, you put money away, but so uh, same for the business, um, have a match um, similar to a, a normal 401k. And then you can have a SEP IRA, um, which is a simple IRA. You, you do a calculation. Usually it's a um, roughly 20% of your, your income up to a limit um, that you could put into a SEP IRA. Usually at the end of the year, you're going to run a calculation and say, this is what I could put in my SEP. It's very simple to to administer. There's no rules and regulations of fiduciary responsibility on a SEP. So it's uh, a lot easier to administer if you're a self-employed uh, individual. Uh, if you run a business, you could do a 401k, which has some of those rules and regulations, or you could do a SEP. Um, now, the SEP IRA, there are restrictions and you, you don't have the flexibility that a 401k have, um, but you also are limited to what you could put into the simple IRA. So the 401k will really give you flexibility and allow you to max out um, your contributions. Um, the problem is it's a little more complex and a little more expensive. Gotcha. Gotcha. Awesome. Well, I mean, there's obviously a lot of really good plans and, and kind of like what we say always, it goes back to planning, right? You got to have a plan. Um, you know, 401k might make sense for you, but also there, there could be something else that makes more sense. It kind of just comes down to, you know, what, what you're looking for, what your employees are looking for and kind of how to bundle all that together. Absolutely correct. Awesome. Well, I guess to end this, we'll kind of take a little twist. So the, the typical question is what makes you tick, right? But what makes you tick about 401ks and, and qualified plans? Oh, that's, wow. I was, I was prepared for what makes you tick. <laughs> you threw a curveball on me. No, that's a great question. I, I just really love educating and helping folks. Um, and, and a prime, prime example was last year, right? I, I could have said, no, I, I don't have the time to, to look at that and help help someone because I'm not going to win the business. I, I truly, tr truly believe in helping folks and helping educate. Um, this is a complex topic. Um, and I try to simplify it for folks. Um, so if I have any opportunity to sit down with someone, I don't care if I win your business or not, and just educate you on the importance of, of your responsibility, that's that's what makes me tick. I like it. I like it. Well, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll have a lot of opportunities to do that over the years. So thank you so much for your time and, and for everything you do for the community. And uh, I know there's going to be a lot of small business owners that they could really use your help. So that's awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning into this edition of Connected by Community brought to you by Ballantine Capital Advisors. Until we see you again, go out and make our community great. All information during this podcast is for discussion purposes only, should not be construed as advice. Please seek the advice of appropriate professionals before acting on anything in this podcast. Past performance is not an indicator of future results. Securities through Triad Advisors, LLC, member FINRA. Advisor services through Ballantine Capital Advisors, Inc., Triad Advisors, and Ballantine Capital Advisors are not affiliated.